0: you know, we could talk about the uh, 10th anniversary of September 11th and how, you know, that delayed comic books that week. How That was how the terrorists won.
1: I don't
2: know if that's the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Animal Man, number one. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that one. Yes, we have to talk about that (laughs) one.
1: I love the animals. I love all the animals. I love the bears. I I love the kitties. I love the animals. (laughs)
3: For a minute, I thought it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Then it became—I don't know what.
1: I was not talking like this. Ah! I, I, I,
0: Batman! Now you will meet your doom.
1: Come with me if you want to live. I, I, I. That's on recording, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one. I don't know. This is week four without caffeine. I'm—I'm I'm not the same man. Why are you
0: like giving up caffeine, Tim?
1: Well, at first I started. I was. I wasn't. I didn't have enough money to go buy a pop. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I ain't doing it. And then that turned into like three days. And by that time, I said, Well, I can kick the habit for three days. I can kick it. So
0: it's Paula Ponte. Oh, say.
1: I'm telling you right now, football is
0: coming first.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's going to happen.
0: But it's gonna happen because it's coming Open. first. Look, I can see it right there.
1: His 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 list is 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 uh, faulty.
0: <laughs> Your list is flawed, Paul. Flawed. <sighs> All right, I will rearrange. It's been it. recalled by the manufacturer. <laughs> hey, well, it's not his
1: fault. He doesn't it's know funny. what I'm going to do.
0: Well, no one really knows what you're going to do. It's because you're a force of nature, Tim.
3: I'm a
1: wild card.
0: That's right. You're wild card. You
3: know that's the other disadvantage to digital books. I can't put it in order between these books.
2: <laughs> <laughs> New list. Yep. All right, let's... Comics are in the same order. Blah, 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 disregard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your work on this podcast, Paul. Because well, if you didn't do it, someone else would have to, and that might be me, and that ain't going to fucking happen.
0: <laughs> See, Paul, you just got to delegate. <laughs> That's true. You can
1: delegate to you know Wayne. He's
0: in, he's, in, he's
1: in the three hole.
0: Dick. Whoa. <laughs> I, tried, I tried delegating to the wife last night, and she promptly instructed me that she doesn't work for me.
1: Oh, I, I, you know what? I remembered something I can talk about, too.
0: Uh, do you need Paul to make version no, of no, the no. list?
1: I'll, I'll, I'll fit in the topic topics.
0: I'm happy here. to have Paul make version three of the list for you, too. No, no. no version three, right? It's yeah. really no skin off my nose. With Aaron, Polly, Tim, and Wayne. I'm Aaron. I'm Polly. This is Wayne. And this is Tim. And are you ready for some
2: football? No. <laughs> God, so no happy. hesitation from Wayne. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <sighs> That's what you expect from a guy with looks like a radish.
2: Listen, it's I, a rutabaga.
0: I'm really so, excited about the football. football. I love that Pele guy. So. Jesus,
1: no. No, no not not not
0: football
1: football the pigskin
0: i don't understand oh
1: my
4: god
0: <laughs> okay it's the so thing that's going on at uh thanksgiving where you're trying to avoid the tv it's no, the thing that causes no. your sunday night shows to run late
3: <laughs> ah
0: yes
1: <laughs> well you guys you guys are awful yeah <laughs> oh, are you are you with me brother
2: yeah yeah actually i am it's weird. even though i have to say okay so here's my thing i don't know enough about football to get involved in any fantasy football things so i get involved in like the easy shit like king of the hill like pick one team a week to win and that kind That's of cool. thing so i mean you know i'll gamble i'll gamble about something i know nothing about
0: <laughs> yeah but but paul you'll you'll bet on just about anything
2: i really will i'll bet on a bum fight really well, it's just jelly beans. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I I I might I might I've realized how ridiculous I am the other day. With the well, We realized that a long time
2: ago, but continue.
1: Well, no, no, specifically football cuz it's like I I have I have the four fancy football leagues I'm doing. So I've got a spreadsheet to keep track of all that crap. And so, you know, in real life I'm a Lions fan, but I've got I've got uh, and nobody, knows, you two of the hosts don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but they can suck it for a minute. Um, I have Green Bay's quarterback in my league, and so I was trying to explain it to somebody. I'm like, I hope the Green Bay quarterback throws six touchdowns and they still lose because I want all those points, but I don't want them to win because I want my team to win the division. And as I was explaining this, I'm like, that's kind of ridiculous if you're just a regular fan. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, but that's how it works.
2: I, I could just imagine Tim sitting in front of his computer planning out the football season on Microsoft Project or something. <laughs>
1: it, it, it really is. It's us doing, because, you know, you have your fancy football draft and they've got these things on, like, ESPN and other sites where you can do a fake one so you're ready, so that you know what, we, you know, if you're here, what you're going to do and all that stuff. Yeah, so I might have spent two or three hours doing, you know, mock drafts and stuff like that. Fake, fake football. Double fake football.
0: It's, it's football role-playing games.
1: And I realized also how ridiculous I was when I was getting mad at the fake, fake football. When I was like, oh, that guy took the guy I was going to mock draft. Not even the guy that I'm actually going to have for the season. I'm like, what am I doing?
0: It's NFL the RPG.
1: You know, my problem is is that I, I haven't had any caffeine in about a month. I think that might be why I'm, I'm realizing how ridiculous I am. Maybe if I was running at optimal efficiency – All that stuff wouldn't bother me.
0: So, so Tim, you've adopted a new healthy lifestyle. Is that what this is all about? You know, you're you're cleansing your system. It's just you know, ice water from here on out,
1: or lemonade or sprite. But yeah, basically, you know, it's it's more like you know, that's a whole lot of empty calories that I don't need necessarily. But God, I miss my Mountain Dew hard.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so. Wayne, didn't you say your wife is, like, allergic to caffeine or something like that? No. Who was – someone said their wife was arguing about Barks. Well, because Oh, no,
3: she doesn't – Barks is caffeine-free. She wait, doesn't like caffeine-free root beer.
2: No, but Barks has caffeine. I thought that's what we ended up on. I thought that was the bite in Barks.
3: Oh, yeah, maybe Barks was the – Maybe Barks was the Barks only one that Barks is the had, one that does have caffeine. That's the Other right. root beers don't. Now, other than root beer, she loves caffeine. She gets caffeine headaches if she doesn't get a, uh, a Mountain Dew at least once a day.
1: The reason is that because root beer is, is based on actual history events, so she doesn't want to drink it. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> only if it doesn't have caffeine.
3: <laughs> you know, Tim, you're not you're not that out there with your fantasy football. I actually know someone that they get together every year, so they all get on planes and fly out to this guy's house in California for their draft. Where he takes his, uh, basically he redoes his garage for this one day a year. They have a podium, they have rows of chairs, and everyone flies in from all around the country to attend the draft for fantasy football. That, oh yeah,
1: that is when you check in yourself into a, a mental health facility. I'm not spending dollar one to go to a basement to go <laughs> to go draft. <laughs> It's like we had we had one at the comic book store, and they moved tables, and I had to drive a block from work. That's about <laughs> the extent of what I'll do.
2: I'll get on you the did, computer. You didn't just walk the block.
1: Well, I had to go home afterwards. I was uh, I was after work, so I was like, yeah, I'm
0: not. Andy gonna. didn't have any caffeine to fuel that trip, Paul. <laughs> True. I mean, he he's burning on embers here, so you know, it's it's all he can do to get through the day.
2: <laughs> I guess you know I could see the flying to california for the football draft thing no i mean i i if you if you are in the money okay i, I can see it you know if it's like your yearly guy trip if you've got paul aponte money yeah if it's it's not it's... paul aponte money which you know i probably don't have much of anymore cause <laughs> i've been hemorrhaging it for you know, since we started this podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah
1: but you, you know what we're I'm I'm making judgments, but yet what happens every March? Yeah, you're I to fly to go play games with dice in somebody's basement, essentially. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go.
2: Well, and like for a while, I was doing a uh, a yearly Halloween party. Um, and you know, I what I would do is I I redid. For the last Halloween party, I redid my office entirely as like a butcher shop. I mean, covered the walls. Everything was covered. I mean, th- there was no semblance of my office left. And people drove, you know, from as far away as Charlotte, North Carolina, which is about a six hour drive, to come to my Halloween party. So, I mean. But did do they know, know you? crashing <laughs> it no they they <laughs> yeah, everyone in a six hour radius, whether I knew them or not, showed up to the party was no. say, oh shit, <laughs> and drank all of his barks, <laughs> drank all of my <laughs> because barks has bite
0: uh,
2: <laughs> no, well, you know the the barks thing came up the other day, uh I was at the mall, and there was this guy yelling at some chick at the the Chinese place, and he's like. And, and here's the funny thing, right? He asks, he's like, does your root beer have caffeine in it? And she looks at it, and she's like, I don't know. And so she asks the girl next to her, does our root beer have caffeine? And she goes, no. And then the guy yells at her, look, lady, I'm allergic to caffeine. I know Barks has caffeine in it. I'm like, then why the hell did you ask if you knew? But it just it made me think of Wayne's wife. <laughs> 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 because Barks has bite. And it makes people belligerent. Exactly <laughs> the
0: the topic of which puts them over the edge. Yes. Which reminded him of Wayne's wife. <laughs> exactly. Wow. You know, I was
1: in the store and I was gonna grab I was gonna grab a beer, and I'm like, oh, I can't grab those because I remember now because of our conversation on funny
0: books. <laughs> See, it's an educational show.
2: Yeah, it's like thanks, guys.
0: We tell you which books to read and which sodas to drink.
2: I want to go get a Gatorade. I think we should just become an alcoholic podcast. I'm I'm down with that. I Didn't swear off that, so yeah. I had this conversation with my wife last night because we're watching um, freaking Travel Channel, and they have like, a couple of new shows. Like these these two guys are like heat seekers. We're just going to go every place and eat everything hot. And then after it, they have this one called like Sugar High, where this guy's like, I'm just going to go and eat desserts. I'm Like, are you freaking kidding me? What does it take to get a TV show? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to go and eat the same type of thing in every restaurant. I'm, I'm like, you know what? Paul's alcoholic adventures.
0: Uh, have you? Have Why you can't we see- get a TV show? We just read crappy comics.
3: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever? Have you guys ever seen a website called Epic Mealtime? Yeah. So I introduced my parents to this last week. They brought them up for uh, Labor Day, and we did a uh, Labor Day barbecue. And so I hooked the laptop up to the TV, and I'm playing this uh, the website. The whole point of Epic Meal Time are these are these incredibly disgustingly skinny guys and uh, a bunch of skinny girls that just eat ridiculous things like the uh, one of the the first ones we did was it was a turducken except it's not actually a turducken they take a quail put it inside a chicken put it inside a turkey put it inside a pig wrap it in bacon that's right they wrap the pig in bacon Oh my god! Uh, they eat all of this with their hands each layer was wrapped in bacon there was a bacon stuffing in there um, it's stuffing. <laughs> yeah, they had uh, at one point they have like chicken soft tacos, and the soft taco is actually bacon. They make a bacon weave and fold it over to be the tortilla.
2: All right, you know the tra- when the tra-
1: the Travel Channel is why foreigners hate Americans. All right? <laughs> now that you know because I've I've watched Man vs Food, and I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking if I'm if I'm somebody from. You know, the Ukraine or Ethiopia or something. Yeah, and I some saw that, with no that fat bastard decided he was going to shovel f- all that shit in his mouth and all I'm eating is fucking bread and maybe sorghum. I'd be like, I'm going to I'm going to shoot myself one of those fuckers. I just well, do That's
3: understand. the annoying
0: thing. He's not a fat bastard.
3: Uh, he's if he was, sho- I'd feel
0: better about it. I just don't understand why we don't open up a bonanza or a golden corral or something out there in Ethiopia. <laughs> Problem solved.
2: <sighs> Except that they can't afford it unless, you know, it's like all you can eat for. It's all,
0: no, it's it's like three bucks. I, they'll, they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to know, you know, we were talking about TV, Tim. Did you catch Sons of Anarchy this week? I have no TV. Oh, damn. What are we going to do about Sons of Anarchy?
1: Find it on the Internet somewhere. Okay. okay. But it's going to be behind because you know how that goes.
0: I do, I do. I just, I just need to know that you're out there, that you're watching it.
1: I can't, I can't, dude. All
0: right. Well, I tell you what, we can have, uh, you know, the Sons of Ar- Anarchy thirty second theater where I just reenact the show for you in thirty seconds.
4: <laughs> <Sock puppets>.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> or we could start a Kickstarter program called Tim's Cable Bill. <laughs> I like it. Everything don't. else gets funded around here for fuck's sake, I might, I don't know. <laughs> <sighs> Well, uh, you know, I, I, I
2: could tie it good. in with Paul's alcoholic adventures.
0: <laughs> what would your Kickstarter, you know, premiums be though? You know, at the nine dollar level, you get this. At, at the nine dollar level, you get the satisfaction of knowing that Tim's watching TV.
4: I, I think it'd be
1: more like I do the Tony Master approach. It's like for you know a hundred dollars. Tim will watch one one show uh, once a week that you want, and then g- give a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this week on SpongeBob SquarePants.
2: The, the blah, SpongeBob blah, blah, SquarePants. Blah, 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 blah. Cast. It'll be yeah, longer they, than the fucking show itself. Be yeah, play,
0: he'll get be upset because like- because people will just start you know nerfing him on it and you know making him watch Doctor Oz and uh, uh, some other ridiculous daytime talk shows. Oh, I would totally. I would throw the money in just to make Tim watch Drag You. Or to make him watch something opposite his football game.
2: (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) Oh, now we got to pay for TiVo, too?
1: Well, that's how how I'm going to work it. Now you just get greedy.
0: I'm not greedy. I'm kidding. Well, he's going to yeah. have to have a real-time you stream of him watching the show that you want to oh, watch. God,
4: no. <laughs> That's not going to work. I
3: like it. Tim watches TV cast. It would be very easy to pick out horrible shows for him to watch. All I have to do is go and see what my wife records for her to watch.
4: Vampire
3: Diaries for
0: Tim. If
1: you have so much money that you want to set it on fire and you'd rather give it to me to have a cable bill, it's tweet at Apollyon13. There you go.
0: (laughs) Tim watches Vampire
1: God, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd be, I'd be happy with it. Have a channel.
3: It's just
0: unsanitary, here. God, <laughs> or, or, my wife won't even watch that show. Or and she loves the books. It just locks him into one channel, like Lifetime on Tuesdays.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. I need you. I'm spending a hundred dollars so you can watch the Designing Women marathon. <laughs> it, you know, it's going
3: to be nonstop oxygen. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh. <laughs> See, now this is a great idea because people are like, yeah, I'm going to torture
3: that some bitch <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm all about this idea now
0: Yeah, I <laughs> I am ready to kick in on this Kickstarter Indeed. Let's do this
2: <laughs> Start it up, Tim, <laughs> uh,
0: Tim I mean, Tim's got, it would be great because we're recording Nights of Rainsboro and he's got the TV on in the background because he's got to watch TV while he plays
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm watching American Beauty
0: <laughs> God
2: damn! So actually, I probably need a Kickstarter to fund my month of October.
0: What's wrong with your month of October, Paul?
2: Well, there's nothing wrong. It's really everything right about the year. Um, <clears throat> so I was talking about my Halloween party. Well, I have you know, for the last couple of years, I've tabled my Halloween party because I spend too much money doing shit in October. Um, starting at the last weekend in September, it's pretty much nonstop Halloween until the actual day october thirty first just in case you didn't know um, and this month I'm actually getting ready to uh to hit Universal Studios down in Orlando for my for the the opening of Halloween horror nights on september twenty third very excited about that um, you know it, it, it's sad because the fir- you know i we, we get press passes now which is sweet thank you very much universal um, so they fooled me though because the first year I went, they had this big press party with free hors d'oeuvres, I mean, like, nice food, you know, free liquor, all you can drink, all you can eat. And so I walk in the party, and I meet celebrities. Um, they had uh, Doug Jones from Hellboy was there, and I got to chat with him a little bit. And I got to chat with the guy who plays Dante from Clerks, and Dee Snyder was there. And, they, I mean, you know, a couple little horror celebrities. It was, it was a good time. And so, you know, I told the wife about it. I'm like, you have to come with me next year. And so she came with me, and there was no one famous. I was the most famous person there. Paul, <laughs> the internet.
3: <laughs> wow, that's disappointing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, no, it's still a great time. I mean, it's still, you know, it, it, it's pretty sweet because, you know, you've got your press room, you know, with your free food, your free drinks, and then they give you a guided tour of all the houses so you don't have to wait in the hour lines for each house. So I'm super psyched about it. I can't wait. It's, I look forward to this every year, so I'm I'm just hyped, and I'm the only one. <laughs> well, see, you're hitting Universal Studios. I heard Jonathan Landry's gonna be hitting you. So that, That's right. So well, I, I don't heard know about I, this trip. I have emailed Jonathan to see if he wants to meet up. But the elusive Jonathan Landreth, who has disappeared from the face of the planet. So we'll see.
0: Once again. Once again. I, I was about to throw it at the again too. Well, you know, I think what happened is, is when the universe rebooted, they didn't carry his
2: character forward. Oh, so you're Andrew too. shit. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew went the way of uh, Stephanie Brown. That's right. Uh, 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 Oh, no, she's
3: she's carried forward. She's going to be spoiler again. Oh, well,
2: then Andrew went went the way of he went uh, the way
3: of Matrix
0: Supergirl. No, he went the way of Skeets.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, uh, fuck Skeets
0: in the new 52
2: or Flash's wife. Wow. Yeah. Stephanie
1: Brown may have made it, but now she's a lesbian. <laughs> there you go. There you go, Paul. That's that. That's supporting your aqua lady idea. Oh, well, there's Jonathan Landreth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be much more interested if you had a or something. So, DC released 13 brand new number ones this week. 13, you know, spectacularly $3, $4 books. But Aaron and Wayne decided, hey... I haven't spent enough money this week. Let me go to Borders.
3: Yeah, if you want to know what DC did before all of this, I can tell you now, because <laughs> I'm hold I'm holding here DC Comics Year by Year: A Visual Chronicle. This is a fifty dollar book I got for twenty bucks. I'm talking huge hardback things, heavy as hell. Comes in this big, you know, thick cardboard case to hold it up there. The inside first page has a sleeve in it with artwork inside that you can pull out individual pages. And it is a year by year just visual of what was going on in DC at that time. Beautiful book. I've always wanted to buy it. It's always been on the shelf, just taunting me. But I could never
0: justify the fifty dollar price tag for it. Twenty bucks? Hell yeah. Very exciting. Well, I went to Borders last night and uh, you know, was feeling a little decadent in the fact that I spent a gazillion dollars at the half price book sale last week at the local uh used books uh store because they were having their twenty percent off of half off sale and bought a gazillion books. But you know, Borders was was advertising their seventy to ninety percent off now at this location, and so I went in and it was just as awful an experience as it could possibly be because i mean you know all the books left are just sad <laughs> you know nobody wants them they're all a bunch of crap bunch of bunch of manga that nobody wants and yeah
3: there's two aisles of manga at the one near me yeah and i'm looking at the sci-fi stuff and one of the books up there was one that i had just
0: seen at a dollar store earlier yeah. well and i you know I, I was looking through the sci-fi and the horror stuff and you know I need for the Harlequin romances to get the hell out of my science fiction and horror genres because, you know, they've got all of these, you know, paranormal romance books and science fiction romance books. I I need for that stuff not to be in my section. You know, when when I'm looking for my Ben Bovas and Larry Nivens and, you know, Frank Herberts and, you know, I don't want to see, you know, somebody talking into someone's neck, you know without the shirts but, on. I
2: Aaron, just, you don't disturbed. like Laurel Hamilton?
0: I don't. God. <laughs> Ugh. I've actually met her a
3: few times. She's from St. Louis. Oh, look at that. You
2: just insulted Aaron, uh, Wayne.
3: No, I, uh, I actually... <laughs> I really enjoy the first four books of her series. And then after that... You know, because there's no sex in the beginning of them. None whatsoever. And it's a completely different book at one point. It's like they switched the light, switch the channel from, uh, you know, a mystery police drama to porn. Wayne's <laughs> awkward confessions. I, it really is like hitting a brick wall. I mean, I'm reading through these, the book series, absolutely loving the early ones. And then you hit the books where this starts to happen. And I, I had a problem even finishing the book.
2: As you should. You what? You shouldn't have a problem finishing Wayne. It's a sex book. Yeah, that
0: should that should get you right over the finish line. (laughs) Well, that's why it's hard to finish the book. I mean,
3: because you're reading it ten minutes
0: at a a time.
2: Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm tired now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So did you buy anything, Aaron?
0: No, I didn't. There wasn't anything there to buy. And you know that I can usually find something to buy in a bookstore. And I just it was just it was bunch of just crap. And, you know, again, they've got nine days left in this location, and I think they're going to spend more in payroll than they're going to make selling their books. And, wow. I, you know, they're selling their fixtures. And, of course, I didn't want any of their bookshelves, but uh, they're selling these great tables. But the tables are too expensive. Yeah, that's one of the
3: cool things, some of the other stuff they have for sale. I was looking at some of the dividers and things, some of the tables. Uh, they've had bookends. Picked up some of those that really cheap that were normally expensive. You know, incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I, um, I got a box. In, I, well, so the other day I come home and my wife is waiting for me and she's like, you got some stuff in the mail. And there are three boxes on the dining room table just waiting for me.
0: Now, she's is like, she giving you that look like, how much money have you spent this time, asshole? She, well,
2: she didn't <laughs> just give me the look. She asked. She's <laughs> like, w- why do you keep getting boxes in the mail? And none of them are for me. And I'm like, well, because <laughs> I spent all the money on shit I want. <laughs> um, you know, I got my uh, I I got my stuff in from the Whipster Marvel omnibus sale. Yeah. So I got the this box is like it goes up to my knees. It's just this huge box with a two Thor omnibuses in it and an Invincible Iron Man omnibus. And she's like, how much did that cost you? I'm like, oh, you know, this big thing was like only 20 bucks. liar (laughs) i didn't lie it cost at least 20 bucks (laughs) i didn't say it was $20 it wasn't limited to
0: $20 but $20 was spent
2: (laughs) that's exactly $20 was spent on this box and more
0: yeah yeah $20 was shipping
2: (laughs) (laughs) no shipping was only like four bucks i think god what else (laughs) did you get in paul well, you know, I got my Marvel Omnibuses. I got um, I got a book that I ordered from Europe, like an actual book book, not a. Oh, so novel.
0: The, the, that's where the good porn comes from.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got the new Laurel K. Hamilton book from Europe
0: <laughs> with laminated pages. <laughs>
1: exactly, it just slides French, right off. French mime porn, directly <laughs> from France.
2: It comes with a little handkerchief.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Well it's got a it's got a tear. dispenser in the spine. You just pull the
2: <laughs> There you go. It's got a tissue dispenser in the spine.
1: There's <laughs> not a whole lot of sound in the porn, but she makes the O face for most of it, so it's pretty it's pretty impressive with the weight on her. So
4: yeah.
2: I've never seen the word the letter O so many times in one book. <laughs> but regardless of how much money I spent, I still managed to pick up all thirteen new number ones and a Marvel book this week. So let's start with the one Marvel book that we had to talk about this week. New Avengers number one. Or New Avengers annual number one. Correct. Which is technically a lie, because didn't they already have two annuals?
0: Beats the hell out of me, Paul.
2: Yeah. I'm going to look this up. I believe Marvel's lying to us. They just put a number one on it, even though it's not number one. Oh, you know what? It's the new volume of New Avengers. Oh. Scumbags. Yeah.
0: So, you know, the question that I have for you, Paul is how many times are they going to destroy Avengers Mansion?
2: Yeah, you know, because didn't it just get destroyed in uh, Fear Itself? And I get that this takes place before Fear Itself. But they destroy Avengers Mansion in this, and then they set their sights on Avengers Tower, which also gets destroyed during Fear Itself. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Bendis really just likes destroying the same buildings over and over and
0: over. Over and over and over again. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Um, you know, this book is setting up the new Revengers series that's coming out, uh, led by Wonder Man and uh you know, got with with a host of questionable heroes who are opposed to the Avengers. And like, you know,
2: questionable do you mean uninteresting? <laughs> but you've got D Man on that team. D Man and anti Venom and and whoever else that I don't care about. Well John you've got Hitman's
0: son. You've got you've got uh, not dead Goliath,
2: <laughs> Devil Slayer. <laughs> I've never even heard
0: of Devil Slayer. <laughs> I, I was looking at this team and I'm like, okay, I know who D-Man is, I know who Goliath is, and Anti-Venom. that was pretty much it. And Anti Venom.
2: Yeah. You don't know who Ethan Edwards is?
0: Who the fuck is Ethan Edwards?
2: I don't know him. Why doesn't he have a superhero name?
0: <laughs> and, but he's got. A, I think if you've got a superhero costume, you have to have a superhero name. I mean, well, you can be like Luke Cage and just walk around in your jeans and your t shirt, and that's cool, and just be Luke Cage. But if you're going to be in a superhero costume, you have to have the name.
2: Well, he was Power Man. So, I mean, technically, you know. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't go by that anymore. He's, I'm Luke Cage. I'm Luke Cage, damn it. Damn it. You can't put me in a box. It's
0: right. hey, nookie time. Not, no not, not, not. Nookie time.
2: <laughs> just saying. I- there was something on PC about that conversation. I don't think there was. You don't think so? All right, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna leave it in then. Um, so okay, so this is a four ninety nine annual featuring Wonder Man taking his Revengers and uh, basically beating the shit out of the New Avengers. Yes. And um, I feel like it was four ninety nine not well spent. It was. I mean, it was just a huge fight scene,
0: and. I have a hard time with the fact that sure it was a surprise attack, but uh, the fact that these guys could get over on this team is a little ridiculous. When you've got guys like Wolverine, the Thing, Ms. Marvel, Spider Man, you know, Luke Cage, and and uh, you know Jessica on, on this team, I mean, I just it doesn't make any sense to me.
2: And you know, I just feel like. It was a poorly written book. I mean, we already we already talked about how the buildings get destroyed again, buildings that we've already seen destroyed many times. Right. You know, and it was kind of pointless. So Wonder Man and his D-list level heroes are going to defeat the best of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. It just it it, I felt like it was really it was just kind of a waste of a book. I gotta be honest.
0: You know, when the Thing can go toe to toe with the Hulk for a little while. And he gets taken down by Ethan Edwards. You well, know, maybe
2: if the Hulk went by the name Bruce Banner instead. Well, maybe. maybe. I'm green Bruce Banner.
0: Maybe that's confusing for him.
2: <laughs> Bruce Banner smash. But yeah, I mean, it was, it
0: was just a great big fight scene. Um, I, the Having read the first arc in Avengers and, you know, Simon Williams is all bent out of shape that, you know, you've got, you've got to close down this whole Avengers thing because it's just wrong. I think maybe that was a story of, you know, an, a one issue kind of story. The fact that they're rolling off this whole thing for a larger arc um, is a little beyond me.
2: Well, and i got to be honest, I think it's a bit excessive. I don't understand. Unless Wonder Man is possessed, Yeah, you know, a la Daredevil in Shadowland or something, uh-huh. this doesn't make any sense. No. So well, Wonder Man, <clears throat> who. Hey, Avengers lead to every bad thing that ever happened. So let's kill people yeah, and destroy buildings.
0: Well, and there's a, there, you know, it's the first part of this book start with splash pages of him talking about all these different circumstances for which the Avengers are responsible, like, you know, making Ultron. And he does this whole thing on the Scarlet Witch, you know, and of course, you know, the Scarlet Witch was responsible for, you know, House of M and decimation, yada, yada. Um, but, you know, he loved the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And he never addresses that. I mean, it sounds like somebody who doesn't even really know the Scarlet Witch in the way he's describing her.
2: Well, and then he talks about Civil War. He's like, Civil War, heroes fighting heroes. Um, isn't that what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's it just it, – it, I don't get – you know, the Wonder Man thing bugged me in the very first issue of Avengers when he freaked out as much as he did yeah so you know i mean I get if they're gonna explain it away as possession, fine, but I just don't know if I'm interested enough in this storyline because it continues into avenger's uh avengers annual yeah you know and i I just want to say just for anyone who's picking up this book you know the the- the last page of the book is you know what's our next target, and you know the the villains are all standing looking at avenger's tower, you know, and uh you know immediately after there's a ten page uh uh ten page dedication to September 11th and I'm like seems a little poorly placed.
0: I thought so as well. I, I was like you know because they're standing amidst the ruins of Avengers Mansion and then looking off at the New York skyline at Avengers Tower and then you cut to you know these beautiful pages that they did um, uh, right after the terrorist bombing uh, on September 11th and I'm just like yeah this seems in a, 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 a little bit of poor taste.
2: You know? And I get it was unintentional you know, of course – I'm not going to fault them for unintentional – well, I'm, I'm going to fault them for not thinking twice. I'm going
0: to fault the editor when he's putting the damn book together and saying, you know what? Maybe this thing about the two towers <laughs> isn't the, the, the best place to put this when, when, you know, it looks like we're about to knock down some other buildings. Yeah. You know, in New York City. So I, I, I just – I actually think it was a little poorly placed. But I didn't, you know, I really like Brian Michael Bendis. I love his writing. Um, His uh, brilliance and creativity were not evident in this book.
2: Well, here's the thing about Bendis, and we've said this from the very beginning Bendis does characters well, characterization, conversation, well. Action, not as much.
0: But, you know, you you, you say the, the, the conversation and characters. I didn't find that in this book.
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, he does that stuff well. This book is all action. Yeah. Action is not his strong point. Yeah.
0: One thing that that I did find interesting about the book though, on those big splash pages where Simon Williams is is critiquing the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I hear some of our voices in that. You yeah. know. I mean, like particularly on the, the Civil War pages where he's talking about, you know, war is a part of life. I'm not like naive, but this war was a war about nothing. They allowed Avengers to die at the hands of other Avengers because neither one of them was man enough to back down from a fight. And now, now that war is over, now that the blood is spilled, everything is exactly the same. And I'm like – They've been listening to our podcast.
2: Yeah, clearly, clearly, then <laughs> yeah. just listens to our podcast. That's right, or at, least, or say, at least
0: Simon Williams does. Yes.
2: <laughs> Wonder Man supports this podcast. <laughs> um, I do want to say the art was beautiful in this book. It's Gabriel oh, yeah. Delato, the guy who did a Secret War. Yeah, and so you know, I, I thought the art was fantastic, but th- the story was just weak.
0: You know what? Uh, something that I did find interesting, since you mentioned uh, uh, Secret War and whatnot. Uh, There was no mention of the Skrull invasion.
2: Well, because that wasn't the Avengers' fault, apparently.
0: Well, see, I disagree. (laughs) Had they been doing their business, they'd have figured out this whole Skrull invasion thing. You know, I mean, come on.
2: But it it was a shame that the one Marvel book I picked up this week and the book that I spent the most on was (laughs) pretty disappointing. Yeah. But that's enough of Marvel. You know, everyone really wants to hear about the 13 new DC titles released this week. Starting off with the best of the best, right? We're going to really just jump right into it with Justice League International number one, which everyone loved, right?
0: Paul, I feel like you're setting us up, you know, for us to say that perhaps Justice League International was not a very good book.
2: Well, I, 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 I know I'm, I'm setting you up to, to tell me that it was the best book of the week. See, I
3: don't think that's what you're doing. No, I, I'm hearing a subtext there. I think you
2: hated this book, Paul. Yeah, I think I hated this book, too. But I'm hoping you'll differ in opinion so that we have something to argue about, since our listeners like arguing.
0: <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to start us off. Paul, you're a little dicked bastard. How about that?
2: What's does that have to do with JLI? <laughs> really, nothing. But, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's true. Well,
2: but notice not you Paul know, Paul doesn't
0: gonna, argue with me about it. So,
3: <laughs> my first interaction with this title is actually a guy at the comic store was flipping through it, and he asked, "So, why is Nick Fury putting together Justice League International?"
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, man.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I guess I'll start because everybody else is being a wiener. Um, you remember how last week we were talking about uh, JLA and I was like, you know, I feel like they're telling the story too 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 slowly. This is like Goldilocks because this porridge is too hot. It, they throw so much crap at us in this book. I'm like, I, what just happened? You know, it's like. I don't know. I, I, It's like they're in a fight. We barely know some of their names. We don't know what half those people do. I, I'm like, what, what's going on? Am I, am I alone on an island on this one? No, you know, I totally for, agree with you. They, I for I felt, someone
3: who doesn't know the characters, I could easily see that. I mean, I know what every one of these characters does, but if you've never seen them before, I could see that.
2: Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I know the characters too, but it doesn't matter. This is a number one. <laughs> you know, and it's like a number one where it's like, "Hey, here's blah 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 and blah blah blah. Go fight! Oh, big cliffhanger!" And it's like, um, "What just happened?" I, 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 I can I can understand Tim's point of view, and, and, and it, I largely share the same opinion. I
1: mean, the the thing I liked about it is you still have the the whole. This team is incredibly dysfunctional, just like we did when. You know the JLIs in the 90s came out that I really loved. So it had that. Like I mean, you know, what's his name? Red Rocket. Red Rocket. <laughs> Red Rocket is exactly what how I wanted Red Rocket to be. He talks like Yakov Smirnov, He's a smart ass. He's got broken English. It's fantastic. It's exactly what I wanted. And
3: he Red hates Rocket. the Chinese.
1: And he hates it even better. You no, know, that was it, that that was that was some of the best fun in the book was yeah. Red Rocket. But
3: Guy is a hothead that flies away cuz he thinks that this is all beneath him.
1: Absolutely. I he's, like that. He's right. <laughs>
3: so, I like I that mean, Batman that was, wasn't actually invited, he's just there.
2: That was weird though. It just felt shoved into me.
1: Well, yeah. you know,
0: it's cuz Batman's oh. rude.
1: Oh, Batman, <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, I just I just showed up for the ride. You can still lead the team what what the hell is this? Uh, I don't know i'm not i I don't uh, Aaron, how do you feel about this book?
0: Um, <clears throat> I did not much care for it. I thought the art was beautiful um i, I think that this this book is very well put together uh artistically the the I think this is exactly the kind of uh comic book artwork that uh, Wayne and Jonathan like. You know, it's just very, very uh, crisply rendered, um, nice bright colors. You know, lots of lots of superhero fun, but I did not care for the story. Um, I didn't care for the Booster Gold costume redesign for one. Um, you know, despite what I just said about the artwork, I did not care for the Booster Gold costume redesign. Um, and there were elements of the story that I just didn't understand. I don't understand that the whole uh, the hall is for the people. Nonsense that was going on Where everyone was protesting about The you know Hall of Justice being given over To the Justice League International um, yeah. I kind
3: of accepted That they'd eventually explain that I mean, I'd have to say I didn't mind Booster's new costume But yeah, overall I was disappointed by this too I love the artwork There are moments in this that I like But for a new launch of a title I've been looking forward to this much I, I have to say I am disappointed too And the fact that this seems to be the first time the JLI ever existed, I was disappointed by that. I like this team having a history that they're coming back together, and that's not what's happening here. Yeah.
0: Well, and I also am not real wild about the team. In particular, I don't care for the uh, Chinese superhero August General in Iron. Um I've not cared for any of those the uh, Chinese heroes that they created several years ago Um, I I just don't find them to be interesting to look at Um, I know folks are generally amused by their names but uh, they just don't do anything for me Uh, Lady Godiva she's I I like
3: her everything she has to say in this book Mm -hmm. I could care less about the character but her dialogue was one of the high points of the book for me well, and she is easy on the eye.
0: So, yeah. uh, you know. I mean,
3: her constant flirting with the male characters, and then her telling Batman off that rock creatures aren't really her thing. I got a kick out of all of that. Great dialogue on the character. I like her voice, but I just don't care about her character yet other than well, the dialogue.
1: Her voice was better when it was coming out of Fire back in the original JLI, though. That's fair. So I'm like, why is Fire on the team, then?
0: Well, I, and, I, and I did. I found I found the Godiva character redundant, but of course we haven't seen what her powers are. She's Medusa. Oh, she's like got the Marble she, Me- her oh. hair does things. Hmm. <laughs> she hasn't used <laughs> it. Does
3: things? Mm. Yeah. Wow,
1: she hasn't used it in the low. book at all. But the bar is low if she gets on the team because her hair does things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. and you know if they were bringing on a, a British character, why not Britannia? you know that we saw on the flashpoint books
2: good point that
0: would have Why been a good not? opportunity for that
2: point I, I i am not picking up issue two of jli yeah i will uh, are, are you, is it, uh, so wayne will
3: yeah i'm still i'm giving it more than one you know i was disappointed by issue one but i'm giving it more than one issue to to get its feel i think there were some pacing issues here pacing issues are the easiest thing to fix overall though so I think I'll give it at least three to four issues to to try to get into a groove. If it doesn't by issue four or five, I will I'll drop it too.
0: Well, and I also I didn't really feel I didn't understand the threat in this book. You know, I just felt like they were rushing to to the thing, and I I just I don't I don't know I just didn't feel drawn into the story at all.
2: So Aaron, no, you're not picking up issue two,
0: probably not. Him.
1: You know, I really like Dan Jurgens, but I, I I can't do it because I I got I got to devote two ninety nine to another book that's coming over that and talk about later. So I think I'm out
2: too. Yeah, you know, there's so many new books. I I, I hate to say this because it's not the right way to do things, but if you didn't grip me in the first issue, I'm not picking up the second issue.
0: Well, and I, I think it is fair because they've made such a big deal about 52 first issues. And so, if they've not hit you with the best that they've got in issue one, fuck them, fuck them. No, I'm serious. I mean, you know, you've made <laughs> you, you 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 canceled the books that I liked. You've made a big damn deal about this is the new 52. You're going to get a taste of what everything else is going to be like in these first issues. If you don't like that first issue, I don't think you ought to pick up the second issue.
3: You know, and in all fairness, if it wasn't the only place Booster's going to be at, and being written by Dan Jurgens, who I'm a fan of, Justice League International probably wouldn't get the second
0: issue for me. Well, I have to say, what what I I felt the same way, which is why I picked up Justice League International. But this isn't the Booster that I know and love. You know, uh, the Booster that I was really responding to was Time Traveling Booster and Rip Hunter. And I don't see any evidence here that we're going to have those that that it, we're going to have those same kind of stories with Booster. Yeah, I, I agree. I, that was a disappointment, and no Skeets
3: is a huge disappointment. Yeah,
0: and I think Skeets has been completely removed from from this continuity. You know, we saw yeah. him destroyed in Flashpoint. There's no evidence of him here. Uh, you know, so I, it, it it disturbs me.
1: Well, I'm kind of glad you're staying on Wayne because I I do like Jan Jurgens, and I'm hoping that um, this gets better. So I guess we'll.
2: We'll hit well, you fine. back on the on the reporter on the street to see if it does. <laughs> you know, a couple of the books, really, that I read this week, I read, and hands down, no hesitation, I knew I was picking up the second issue. Obviously, JLI was not one of them, but i got, I, I got to be honest. surprised the hell out of me. Animal Man? Without hesitation. Without hesitation, I am picking up number two on the racks when it comes out.
3: Yeah, this uh, may very well be my favorite book of the week.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's probably my second, because there's one I liked a little more that we're going to talk about later. Um, but this book was dynamite, and I'm surprised Wayne liked it, because of the art is very Bill Sienkiewicz.
3: You know, I didn't mind the art on anything except for the dream sequence, but it's perfectly okay in a dream sequence. You know, it, it really fit that it was a dream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not as crisp and clean. But I don't need that from Animal Man. Animal Man's a different kind of character.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, and I'm—I read a little bit of Animal Man back when Grant Morrison was on the title. I don't remember much about the character. You know, obviously, I think he was in—was it Fifty Two, or was that Countdown?
3: He was in uh, Countdown, and then he had a miniseries after that, Countdown to Adventure, I think, and then there was another mini series, and then there was uh, the final days of Animal Man. I bought all of those. Cause see, I wasn't. I enjoy the character.
2: Yeah. See, I wasn't that interested because they had the whole Starfire and they were in space, and uh, it didn't really grip me. But you know, this book, I just I thought it was dynamite. Uh, written yeah. by Jeff Lemire with art by Travel Foreman.
3: This is a very different kind of book. I mean, this is a family book where one of the characters happens to be a superhero.
2: Very much so. It it's almost like uh, it's not just a superhero book, it's a horror superhero book. You know, there, there are definitely some horror elements in this book. And um, you know, it, so basic long story short, the animal man, he is a, you know, he's a family man, like Wayne mentioned. Um, and he used to be a full-time hero and now he's kind of branched out he's done movies uh things like that and you know he's trying to get he he misses the superhero thing so he starts getting back into the superhero thing and literally as soon as he does stuff starts going wrong um in like the worst way possible he starts bleeding from the eyes and uh what really sealed the book for me, which I'm not going to spoil here uh, because I'm sure a lot of people did not pick up animal man. And really you should was yes. the ending of this book.
3: Yeah. So I, I, like I've always loved the character. He does uh, movie wise. He was always a stunt man because he could use his powers to do stunts. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was a, I got a kick out of that about the character. Uh, what I, some of the things I enjoyed, some of the minor little touches like his family can't have a dog. Because if he spends too much time around one animal, he gets you know he gets hooked into that animal. And it's harder for him to use his powers otherwise. Mm-hmm. Little touches like that, I really enjoyed. Uh, for me though, this issue was sold out. It was sold out every store I went to. Could not find a physical copy, so this was my first you know introduction to DC's digital books. Book was sold out, so I bought it online. That's incredibly useful. I, I I get a huge kick out of being able to still talk about this book, still have read it this week, even when I couldn't physically buy it.
2: So how did how did the... I, I know we, we talked a little bit before the show, but let's talk a little bit about how did the digital book treat you? Because this is, like I said, the art is very different on this book.
3: Well, I mean, I got to read the book, which was cool because I wouldn't have been able to read it otherwise. I would much rather have the physical copy in my hands. Okay. This is a... It takes something away from me reading it like this. I'd much rather flip through it.
2: Well, you know, Jeff Lemire has been kind of hit or miss with me. Um, I like some of his more independent stuff, like Sweet Tooth and books like that. And but I did not care for his work on Superboy. Um, but I'm definitely picking up issue two, and if issue two is good, then it, it goes on the the monthly poll.
3: Yeah, so I've always liked the character, so I was very curious what this book was going to be like. I didn't. I thought I would flip through it and decide then whether I was going to get it or not. But it it blew me away. It was much better than I even thought it would be. Agreed.
2: Well, continuing with the horror trend, Swamp Thing number one came out this week, written by Scott Snyder from American Vampire, um, and with art by Yannick Paquette from Batman Incorporated. And Tim picked it up along with me. Tim, what'd you think of uh, Swamp Thing number one? This was a very smartly
1: written book. The, the one thing that that struck out at me was all the dialogue in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, specifically, there's a there's a scene where Alec Holland is talking Superman about um, plant life being the most violent
2: part of biology. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a pretty dynamite scene. And you know, one thing that I want to say about the Superman scene, first appearance of the new well, of the modern day New Fifty Two Superman.
1: Well, yeah, that's fair because JLI was in the past. Yeah, and so was Action Comics. So yeah, no, I, it was it was very smartly written. The art was the art was solid. I, I I really liked you know the the whole I really like that whole Alec Holland Superman scene. Mm-hmm. Um, the book is definitely creepy enough to be uh, Swamp Thing worthy. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know I. I, I enjoyed it, which is kind of strange because you know the horror and we don't really get along.
2: Yeah, but much like Animal Man, it is a horror superhero book. I mean, you know, there is definitely—I mean, Superman is in half of this book. You know, there, 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 make no doubt. There is a, this is a Superman. This is a superhero book, but um, you know, definitely some horror elements. So, so- I enjoyed it too. I, I got to say, the art was really fantastic. I thought I, I like Yannick Paquette. Um, and I've always been a fan of Scott Snyder. You know, he's he's kind of taken the world by storm lately with all his work on uh, Detective Comics and Project Superman.
3: So, from a horror superhero book to a superhero book, I thought was horrible. Batgirl number one. <laughs> wow, you didn't like Batgirl number one? <laughs> I hated this with a passion. Really? I, really? Absolutely Why? hated it. I her voice for Barbara Gordon, I disliked everything barbara gordon had to say i didn't like her personality one bit i think that her just waking up one day being able to walk was a stupid way to give her back the ability to walk she was a more interesting character as oracle i don't like her costume there was nothing about this book i liked i hated it beginning to end
2: wow Wow. (laughs) i gotta say (laughs) this was actually my top book of the week. Yeah, I this, loved Backroll number one.
0: Yeah, this was in my top three this week. I uh, I really enjoyed this book. I, I'm just stunned to hear you say that. That but yeah, mostly it was her
3: voice. I don't like her thought balloon. Well, her thought squares, her inner dialogue, everything she has to say, any of it. Yeah. I hated every last thing she had to say. Wow.
2: I, yeah, I, I, I to be honest, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. I like bar. I, I'm like I like this more than I like number one of the last Batgirl run featuring Stephanie Brown.
0: Well, but I, I mean, you know, think about where you're <laughs> starting, setting the pole there, Paul. I mean, come on.
2: You know, I, 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 I
0: understand what you're saying in terms of her voice being different. You know, she. she it doesn't appear that she was ever Oracle. You know, I, I don't get a sense from this book that she ever was oracle in this universe uh, paul would you agree with that
2: i don't know i think she was oracle i mean they specifically referenced killing joke
0: yeah uh, i think but i i think she spent three years rehabilitating i don't think she i don't think she
3: went and became oracle after well, that she th- she spent three years not being able to feel her legs until she woke up one morning and could feel her legs again
2: well out just of said, nowhere she just said it was a miracle she said it was a miracle she didn't actually say that you know i just woke up one morning and there they were
0: Right. But I, I suspect that that's a story element they're going to come back and revisit. I mean, wouldn't you expect that you know the lady in the red hood that we keep seeing around might have had something to do with that?
2: It's possible. She was in every book this week, by the way. She was. Yeah, and, I went, and I, was I kind went of,
3: searching for her, but I could not find her in this one. This was the only <laughs> book I couldn't find her in.
2: She's on the next to last page. Yeah. Right before the guy falls through the window, she's on the bottom right corner of the panel in the reflection.
3: Ah, there she is. Okay. This was the only one of my books that I couldn't find her in. Yeah.
2: Well,
0: it's great because it's like you get an added bonus of doing the whole Where's Waldo thing. (laughs)
3: Exactly.
0: But, uh, you know, I just expect that's a story that we're going to come back and and visit at some point. Um, I liked it. I mean, it clearly is resetting Batgirl Barbara Gordon to a younger age. You know, she seems less mature in the book. You know, she doesn't seem like stephanie brown less mature but she does not seem like the you know world wise oracle that we've enjoyed over the last 20 years now do i miss oracle yeah uh but am i thrilled that killing joke is still a part of her continuity yeah i am because i i i I think that's a great story and it's nice to see that that that's carrying forward
2: hey she's not the only younger one jim gordon has uh red hair again
0: yeah what's up with that (laughs) I I need to know if that's just a henna rinse or if the carpet matches the drapes.
2: I don't need to know that.
0: <laughs> oh, you need to know it. And in in the new fifty two issue of of uh Gotham Central after dark, you'll get to see full frontal of Jim Gordon.
2: No. No. <laughs> I, I'm not picking that book
0: up. You are getting it, you're you're gonna burn steal it, you're gonna buy it, and you're gonna have it digitally. <laughs>
2: I'm just I'm really surprised Wayne didn't like this book because I loved Batgirl number one and I I did not expect to. Yeah, and maybe it, that's the thing. I went in with very low expectations. It was I, not, not
0: my not favorite finished. book of the week, but I rather enjoyed it.
2: I really I liked it better than I thought I was going to. Yeah, but
0: and I mean I, I have to say the the scenes that I enjoyed the most in this book were the home invasion. Yeah, the the home invasion was just creepy as all get out you know and and you know that she comes in and busts that up and i like the reference you know because she's been in a wheelchair for so long she's making comments about her upper body strength now you know she knocks a guy out in the first punch and she's like huh <laughs> you know wheelchair
3: paid off for me you know <laughs> along the idea that she may have never been oracle the she doesn't have a place to live she's you know wasn't living at the the tower she doesn't seem to be you know independently wealthy from a you know, a software company like she has been in the past. Either right. she was living with you know with Jim Gordon, and now is moving out and needs a roommate. Yeah, that that leads me to also believe that she was never Oracle. Because yeah. if she was, she would have money. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't
0: think she, I don't think in this continuity she was ever Oracle.
2: I guess we'll find out. Uh, oh yeah, we
0: will, Paul. Curious. We will find out.
2: Well, I'm picking up issue two of Batgirl. It sounds like Wayne isn't.
0: Nope i I, I am done. I'm on.
2: Hey, and I didn't ask Tim. Are you up for Swamp Thing number two?
1: Yeah, no, I'll I'll get get Swamp Thing number two. Definitely.
0: Now, now Paul, uh, a book that I found a little disappointing was Green Arrow number one.
2: Yeah. Oh, I hated this book. I now, gotta be honest. I really did.
0: I love the artwork. The uh, Dan Jurgens, uh, you know, George Perez artwork. I thought was great. But wow. I mean, talk about a story that just didn't seem to go anywhere. And uh, you know, villains that I couldn't have been less interested in. Uh, I, I just, I really didn't care for this.
2: Well, I gotta be honest, Aaron. I didn't even like the art. I, I, I like Dan Jurgens, but I, fo- I felt the art was not right for the book. You know, Green Arrow has been reset to a much younger character. Oh, I thought it was Connor Hawk at first. Yeah, that—that's how young we're talking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, wow. I, I didn't. I thought they were going with an Oliver Queen, and you know, sure enough, you you read it, and it is Oliver Queen, but he looks very much like Connor.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So
0: and I got excited for a moment because I like
3: Connor. But. You know, it was the same thing when I saw him uh, pictured in JLI. I thought it was they were talking about Connor.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I because Green Arrow number one was also sold out everywhere, just like Animal Man. But after hearing a couple of people talk about it, I didn't buy that one digitally.
0: Yeah, it, it is not good. No, I hate to say it. I, 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 you know, this is the third iteration of Green Arrow. I think over the course of the history of this podcast, and you know, I've been disappointed in each iteration of the character.
2: Yeah, I got to say the last time I enjoyed Green Arrow was when Judd Winnick was writing the title right That's after right. Uh, Infinite Crisis. Yep,
3: last time I enjoyed Green Arrow was when Kevin Smith relaunched the character.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean and I like the character and you know I I'm I'm all for a younger Green Arrow, you know, something that may have popped up right after Smallville, you know. Yeah. Uh, with and him I I like the concept of the book, but the art and the writing are just not doing it for me. And again, as much as I like Dan Jurgens art, I feel like he has a sense, uh, his art has more of a classic sensibility, like an 80s, 90s sensibility. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a book like this should have been drawn by someone with more of a modern sensibility. Yeah. I, it,
0: Green Arrow was not good, and I won't be picking up issue number two. Nor and I. A, a book that breaks my heart on how not good it was <laughs> is Static
2: Shock number one. Yeah. Oh, this book was bad, too.
0: God. I. You know, and I love Scott McDaniel, Paul. Yeah, and it even had hardware in it. And it yeah. sucked. Yeah. I mean, I, the and and I had this – I had one of the – I had a a problem in common with this book and with Green Arrow. It's just that the the supervillains in the book weren't interesting.
2: Yeah. And it I didn't seemed think very they were generic. It Yeah, what well, like they plucked yeah. some, you know, they just did a random supervillain generator.
0: Yeah. And I got to tell you, uh, I, I don't know if Static being all, you know, physics, you know, essentially Peter Parker, you know, yeah. being all smart scientist guy. I don't know if that's an artifact from the cartoon um, or if that's something that happened in a recent iteration of the character in DC, but, you know, back in the milestone books, he was just a normal old high school kid.
4: Yeah.
0: And he didn't have this, you know, little, uh, you know, high-tech platform that he rolled around on, he'd fly around on a trash can lid that he energized with static electricity. Oh, I prefer-
2: and I got that that came from hardware.
0: You know? oh, I get it. I get it. I just, I don't care for it. But, you know, he's working at Star Labs now. You know? So, I mean, he really is kind of Peter Parker. Yeah. And not as good. Um, I... I I like static when he was a little bit more down-to-earth. You know? And I... I love the concept of the character. I do not care for what's going on in this book. And it breaks my heart because I like John Rosen and I like Scott McDaniel.
2: Yeah. And despite the last page, I am not picking up issue two. Yeah, nor am I. I'm, I'm off. Uh, you know, there's a, a big splash page where static gets his arm shot off, yeah. but you can see there's electricity flowing out of it. So, you know, he's just going to be able to piece it back together.
0: Well, yeah, cause that's how that works.
2: Yeah. So I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, some other number ones I picked up this week that I will not be picking up number twos for. Stormwatch by Paul Cornell and Miguel Sepulveda. Wasn't any good. It was not any good. Um, what was wrong was, with it? It was just boring. I got to be honest with you. You know, you, you have a whole bunch of people saying we're not heroes, we're not heroes, we're not heroes, but we're going to save the world.
0: I've had that problem with Stormwatch in the past though. Cause, you know, because I bought it back when it was you know originally, and its original iteration, I guess, is a Wildstorm book. Um, and I always find, found it kind of boring. I always thought it was pretty to look at, but it was a little boring.
2: Yeah, and you know, the, the in, you put Martian Manhunter in this book, which kind of intrigued me, but this isn't the Martian Manhunter we know. This is a very cold character, and Martian Manhunter is supposed to be this warm individual. That's not the character that's in this book. Yeah. So I just – I did not care for this book in, in the slightest. I'm not picking up number two.
0: I'm sorry to hear that.
2: Um, Men of War, number one featuring the grandson of sergeant rock now
0: i've actually been rather interested in this and and was planning on picking it up digitally you know so i can i can save a buck tell me about it paul tell me about men of war tell me about why men of war is excellent
2: Uh, it's not though i uh you know this is another book that i i I was curious about but it just it, it ended up hit missing the mark for me it's um i'm not a big war book fan but I kind of expected this to be, you know, like a, a weird war uh-huh. type book. Um, but that's not what it is. It, it, I mean, yeah, there is there is some type of reference to a superhuman character causing damage on the battlefield. But other than that, it is very much just a regular modern war book. And that's just not what I'm interested in. I got to be honest. I didn't even finish the book. I got three quarters of the way into it. And I'm like, you know what? I just literally could give a shit about the rest of this book. Not only that, it was three ninety nine.
0: Why didn't they hold the line, Paul?
2: Well, because there's a backup in it. There's a co-feature.
0: Huh. Is it a yes. reprint?
2: No, brand new. So well, it's a
0: longer, goodbye. it's a longer, larger-sized book? Yes. Okay, all right. We'll let that go.
2: Um, another book, I will not be picking up the number two for, despite the fact that it actually wasn't horrible, um, was Sterling Gates and Rob Liefeld's Hawk and Dove. Ugh, sock and glove. <laughs> I gotta be honest. The story actually wasn't too bad, but I just – I'm tired of Rob Liefeld art. I really Shh. am. I, I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I don't – I. you know, I
0: i don't understand the fascination with his art because so many people just really respond to it.
2: Well, I used to. I used to, but it's just – all the characters look alike to me, and mm-hmm.
0: it's just frustrating. And they all have little bitty ankles?
2: Yeah, a little bitty feet. Well, in the panels where there are feet, I just I did not care for this for the art on this book. The story, like I said, was not bad. Starling Gates is actually a pretty decent writer. Yes, he is. Um, just this book did not knock it out of the park, and I had to be I had to be picky. So, uh, Hawk and Dove is not making the cut for issue two. Yeah. Now some books that I'm well, one book that I'm on the fence on was Batwing number no. one, written by Judd Winnick, art by Ben Oliver the story was actually pretty good on this one uh so was the art uh this is basically the adventures of uh the african batman uh you know is it, it, it where where is it set in is
0: africa it, is it set in africa okay
2: yeah it is actually set in africa so it, it's a very different environment uh, than we're used to in, in in any of the DC books because there's you know it's not a major metropolitan area you know this is this is Africa uh, it's very much told you know featuring nothing but African characters so he's
0: and, out there on safari you know, out out there on, on you know you know chasing rhinoceroses and and whatnot
2: no no there are no rhinoceri
0: huh.
2: <laughs> rhinoceroses in this book um, what
0: about elephant
2: eye Elephant eye, yeah. No, <laughs> no elephantisces either. So what the hell are they doing? Uh, he's fighting uh, African criminals. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> in uh, Tanasha, Tanasha, Africa.
0: So are the African criminals like lions?
2: No, they're they're not animals in any way, shape, or form. Huh. You didn't get enough animal based characters from uh, Green Arrow and uh, Static Shock. Hmm.
0: no i guess i didn't
2: no he fights a villain named massacre who's like a i guess an african Zaz, mr Zaz. um but again the art was actually really good on this book and the story was interesting is it a book that i i feel like i'm gonna pick up monthly i don't know i'm on the fence on it i might end up picking it up digitally uh, a couple weeks after it comes out for a buck 99 and as much as i I don't want this to come out wrong. Uh-oh, I know this go. book's. <laughs> I know this book's not going to last. The, the, the writing was on the wall for this book as soon, was, as soon as it was announced. I have not seen anybody excited about this book before or after its release. I don't think it's going to make it past six issues, so I don't want to get committed because um, I just don't think it's going to last.
0: You're afraid you're going to get your heart broken.
2: Yeah, I really yeah. am.
0: You're just well, you're, you're just protecting yourself. I understand.
2: And another book that I, I know I'm going to get my heart broken on. Is Omac? Written was it by, good? Written by Dan didio with art by Keith Giffen. This book was awesome.
3: Really? That's not possible. Nothing Omac has ever been good.
2: Oh my god! This book was straight up a Jack Kirby book.
0: Now, was it you know one man army or was it uh, you know the the Mohawk guys?
2: It, the Mohawk guys. Okay. Uh, kind of a mixture of the two. To be honest with you, um, it, it, it's a guy who doesn't even know he's Omac. He he gets taken over from the OMAC by Brother I, and uh, the art Keith Giffen he, he's trying to make this look like a Jack Kirby book, and he succeeds on every level. This is a modern day Jack Kirby book in the writing and the art. Big ideas, big galactic, you know, ideas, big superhero action. The art looks literally like it was torn out of an old uh, Jack Kirby fourth world or third fourth world fourth world yeah. fourth world book. Just Gorgeous, gorgeous art. I loved the art on this book. Keith Giffen could have could not have done any better with this book. Um, you know, and lots of big ideas. So you know, it, it, it's I, I very. It, I don't think it's going to last. I, I think it might be a little too strange for 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 some people, and the art style is a little too homage ish for a modern day audience. But I enjoyed the hell out of this book. I am definitely going to pick up number two. So
0: um you said you mentioned Brother Eye in, in the new 52 is Brother Eye still a construct built by Batman?
2: It does not say. However, Brother Eye is a satellite. Mm. And uh he he does he, he's kind of like I don't know, it, it, he seems like he's a little bit more of a uh, a character than the old Brother Eye cuz Brother Eye was just like this satellite that just didn't care about anything you know but in this book you know brother I changes this guy to Omac, and then at the end of the book he says you know we have much to discuss but first call your girlfriend she's worried about you and you know so it, it's almost like this uh you know artificial intelligence with maybe a little bit of humor behind it um this does take place at cadmus you do see double x if you're a fan of that those characters and that's uh, you know that aspect of the dc universe so, and I, I have been, you know, I, I like that type of stuff. And it does seem like maybe this is going to tie into some fourth world stuff based on some of the designs of the characters. Huh. So I, I'm definitely on. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. <laughs> uh, I've not read a Dan DiDio written book right. ever. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely picking up OMAC number two. And if no one's going to pick it up, you know, I'll probably end up picking it up digitally. Because I, I think some of this art would lend itself to be focused on in a, a digital app. Uh, that i would enjoy more than yeah. uh even just reading it on the page and once again though i feel like this is a book that may not last past issue six yeah so eh, you know i maybe i'll i i, I know i'm going to get my heart broken on that one
4: <laughs>
2: but books that we know are going to make it past issue six we've been saving the big two for the end so let's start off with the one that wasn't a complete hard reset batman in detective comics number one written by written and drawn by tony salvador daniel aaron wayne you guys picked this book up what'd you think well you know i'm
0: not nearly as huge a batman fan as you are paul i likes me some batman but i like him in small doses you know i'm i'm Mystery is not my preferred genre, but I do enjoy, you know, the, the dark nature of the Batman and I enjoy some of his rogues gallery. And, uh, I gotta say, I really dug this book. Um, particularly the last page. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Um, I, 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 (laughs) joke, Joker is, you know, by, by far and away is my favorite Batman villain. And I'm sure I'm, I'm, uh, in good company with that, but you know I always enjoy the Joker stories you know I, I particularly like it when the Joker is played dark 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 you know, and there's this whole inner monologue that Batman has about you know how he's done the numbers, and you know Joker averages nineteen murders a year yeah <laughs> i mean that's a pretty startling statistic yeah. you know uh, i I just i dug it i I liked all the, the I, I like it when you know Joker gets over on the police. You know I shouldn't enjoy watching Gotham PD get blown up by the Joker, but I do. I do. I hmm. apologize. It appeals to my darker side. Um, I do like seeing the Joker kick the Batman's ass from time to time. But you know I also like seeing that the Joker had a larger plan. You know and that hmm. it rolled off that you know Batman just kind of played into his hands. I just, I thought that was a great book. Really enjoyed it.
3: Well, For one thing I want every region say. you just just named, I should have liked this book, and I don't know why I didn't. I I'm going to buy issue two just because of that last page. That last page was such a jaw dropper that I I have to see what's happened, what happens next. But
2: yeah, we should probably say single best last page of the week.
3: Yeah. Yes. I mean, I I'll, I'll be buying the second issue solely because of that last page. Yeah. Because I I don't know why I didn't like it. I should have. Everything is here. I'm a huge Joker fan. I love the darker Joker. I don't understand why I didn't enjoy it. I I don't. It actually bothers me that I can't figure out what I didn't like about it.
2: See, this is a very this is a darker book than I expected it to be, to be honest with you. I thought, you know, it's a number one you know, I've read I've read Tony Daniel's stuff on Batman before. It's not this dark. This is very, very dark.
0: Yeah. Uh, And that's how I like my Batman. I like my Batman dark. You know, I don't. I don't like happy, fun time, smiling Batman. I like to see Batman when he's just out there and just barely holding on.
2: Now, I do have to say, this book did not knock it out of the park. It was a good book. I, well, other than Wayne, Aaron, and I, you know, I think we both agree it was a good book. I will not say it was an excellent book. Um, you know, other than the, the ending, of course. But I, you know, I thought it was a good book. I, I, I was hoping for something to blow me away from Detective Comics number one. Um, and i wasn't blown away but i did enjoy it and i do have some major qualms with the art okay how so i feel like the art was uneven really i feel like there are these gorgeous gorgeous pages and you can see there are heavy homages or heavy influences from frank miller oh absolutely i mean there are
0: in the way he draws batman's face on a number of pages it seems very influenced by frank miller
2: Not just Batman, but Commissioner Gordon. It seems like in the conversation pages, there's very much a Frank Miller uh, art style. You know, when he's talking to Commissioner Gordon, there's a scene with the Joker right before the end Mm -hmm. where it, it, you know, there's a bunch of shadows on the pages and it looks just like Frank Miller drew it back in his Dark Knight Returns days. Not his
3: current crazy days. My only art complaint was they seem to be spending too much time doing posing for the camera. There's too many instances of Batman just in this position that's just for the camera and it not looking fluid
2: well and that's and some of the issues i have with the art are some of the the full shots of batman there's there's a gorgeous two-page spread right at the beginning of the book gorgeous two-page spread and then there's a scene where batman is standing on the roof of a police headquarters talking to jim gordon and it shows batman's you know standing up in full you oh know, I, gear. I hate that page yeah the art is just terrible yeah on that page um, you know, and I felt there were a couple of instances of of that where the art was just inconsistent, and i don 't know if it was rushed i don 't know if he had someone helping him in fact, right after he beats the joker he 's standing over the joker 's um like unconscious body looking down at him uh This is like the third to last page again, terrible art
0: yeah, but the the page where he 's leaping from roof to roof it 's a full one page shot is gorgeous
2: oh yeah, absolutely. So, the art was, I felt uneven. And I don't know, again, I don't know if it was just, if there are some pages that are all Tony Daniel and some that are only partially Tony Daniel and he lets someone else carry the weight. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I like the homages to Frank Miller. There's even some Todd McFarlane in there. Um, When you see Batman and he's all in silhouette and all you can see are his pointy eyes. Yeah. That's very much a Todd McFarlane art style. So, I enjoyed that and I enjoyed the story. I feel like maybe Tony Daniel might need another artist on the book, or someone who can be consistent. But other than that, I, I mean, I, I did enjoy the book, and I am definitely on for number two, especially after that that ending page.
0: Same here. The, uh, you know, it did what it needed to do. It got me on a Batman book. You yeah. know, I I I haven't picked up Batman as a regular title in a while. I picked it up in trade from time to time, but uh, I'm excited about this. I I, I was pleasantly surprised at how much i enjoyed this book
2: well and i have to be honest it's the batman book i was least excited about yeah because you've got pete tomasi and patrick gleason on batman and robin and I, i'm already a fan of that team from green lantern core and the batman and robin stuff they did previously you've got scott snyder and gray capullo on batman itself mm-hmm. and you've got uh, paul jenkins and david finch on batman the dark knight all superstar teams so you know, Tony Daniel didn't quite measure up, but I, I think he did. I think he did a good job. So you know, I hope that the quality stays consistent across all the Batman books.
0: Well, there was a book this week that I had originally said I wasn't going to pick up, and then you know decided that you know I've been wanting a new take on Superman, and so despite the fact that the evil Antichrist Grant Morrison wrote this book. I picked up Superman in action comics. Number one, I've been dying to hear what you thought of it.
3: (laughs) I've really, I've been dying to hear what you thought of this book, Aaron. Are, Are you ready? I'm
0: ready. Paul, are you ready? I'm ready. Tim, Tim, are you ready?
2: Oh
1: yeah,
0: I'm ready. Book of the week.
1: Oh no.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, 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 it hurts me to say it. Um, I know I'm being lulled into some kind of, uh, you know, false comfort and that, you know, Grant Morrison will become incomprehensible within the next six issues. (laughs) But I loved this book from beginning to end.
1: Somewhere, Um, somewhere, Aaron, Jonathan Landers is crying into his bitten pillow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what's
3: going to make it worse? I enjoyed it, too. (laughs) Multiple, Multiple people that hate Grant Morrison enjoyed this book. I'm I really torn on this take of on Superman though. I I like some of the some of the aspects about what he's doing. He's doing a lot more, you know, hippie anti business stuff, which at first it kinda of bugged me some of the voice they're trying to give him. But the more I thought about the stuff that he's doing, it's it's the kind of stuff he used to do when the character first came out. Mm-hmm. If you read all of those oh, original yeah. Superman stories, this is the kind of stuff he did. I mean, and that's the point where it's really a big throwback to those times, and I like that. I mean, I I'm kind of torn on the take. It'll be hard to to really get a good feel for it, you know, for a couple issues. Uh, the Clark Kent I liked much better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I like this lower powered in the beginning of his career Superman. I can't wait to see him at full power and I don't like the new costume at full power, but I was, I was shocked. I got this knowing how much I love Superman expecting to be angry at Grant Morrison and I enjoyed it beginning to end and I may be torn on my, my feelings about this take on Superman but I'm not torn on how the story was told. This was a good book.
0: Yeah, you know, and and like you said, you know, it, he is a a lower powered superman. He's not the, you know, change the course of mighty rivers superman in this book. He is, you know, leaps tall buildings in a single bound. He's he he's not flying, he's super leaping and he can be hurt and we see him get hurt in this book. Um you know i i I'm interested in in seeing his powers grow. It does seem like they're growing pretty quickly though you know they they mentioned in the book that he's been on the scene for six months, so this book you know we know that justice League the issue one took place five years in the past, mm-hmm. and this takes place even before that because he's not yet quite a super you know yeah, so,
2: I would have liked a little bit of a 'Cause Justice League even said five years earlier. I would have liked to have seen, you know, six years ago or something like that on this. Something a little more to guide us into where this was in the timeline. It's obviously before Justice League, and we get that as comic readers, and we get that because we've read stuff about it, but I don't think the average you know, if they're trying to bring in new people, I think they might cause some confusion from someone who read Justice League last week in action comics this week. Sure. Um I gotta agree with you guys. And and I'm not the Grant Morrison hater you guys are. I mean, I I have been from time to time, you know, because he 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 lulls me into a sense of satisfaction before you know ass raping me. Um, But I I I enjoyed this book. I loved the art by Rags Morales. I feel that this is the type of story I was expecting from Superman Earth One and did not get. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think for everyone who's saying that oh this isn't Superman, this isn't Superman, I think. This is very much a back-to-basics Superman. I don't think this is a revamp of the character. I think this is back to Superman when he was first started. Yeah, and, and that's – Very similar.
3: When I realized that, that's when suddenly I enjoyed it more. Because at first, when he's doing the whole anti-business thing, it was it bothered me. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, oh, wait a minute. This really is – those older stories that I enjoy, the original Superman for the first few years, that's the kind of thing he did. Yeah. And really, a lot of what he's doing here is the kind of thing he used to do back then, grabbing someone and jumping off a building with him. That's completely the kind of, you know, kind of thing he did back in those days. It is totally a callback. Do I want Superman in the other books to behave like this? No, I want that to be a progression of the character. He starts off like this. He realizes that as he as his power levels increase, that he can do more. And he realizes he should hold himself to a higher standard. I want to see both Superman at this point. I want to see that growth from what he is here to what I expect him to be in the regular Superman titles. You know, Aaron? Yes, sir.
1: I I don't feel so bad anymore about my my football insanity. (laughs) (laughs) Because all y'all are on crack. All y'alls. All y'alls are on crack. Maybe you maybe go- you guys should give up caffeine so that your 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 uh, eyes will clear to the fact that it's Grant and Morrison for Christ's sakes.
0: I you know I I know I, I know that I have been invited in the back of the uh, ice cream truck, mm-hmm. you know, with the pedophile, um, right. and that there will be inappropriate touching mm-hmm. at any moment. But say hi
1: to Andrew for me. By but, way. but
0: but but you get ice cream. Yeah, but I'm getting ice cream, so you know <laughs> I'm willing to take it in the ass.
4: Uh Uh
1: as
0: long as i get some delicious delicious ice cream
1: mark the time issue four i'm going to guess that none of you are getting this book
0: after issue four i i i I don't doubt it i don't doubt it tim i'm not taking that bet because it's a sucker's bet (laughs) but right now i'm sopping this up with a biscuit right now
2: you're a sucker that's right did you guys hear about the controversy with this book
0: there was controversy?
2: There yeah. is this North Carolina comic shop who refused to sell the book because in one panel, Superman gets blasted by a cannon, and his grunt is GD. It goes like, good, when he gets shot by a cannon. And the owner was like, Superman wouldn't say GD. You know, goddamn. Oh, you know,
0: uh, I saw that, but I mean, I saw the, the – I read the caption in the book. I didn't get that he was saying goddamn. No, and I
3: read – i read grant morrison's reply to it that that's absolutely ridiculous superman wouldn't do that It's like even grant morrison
2: wouldn't do that to superman and he says so in his reply yeah but this this comic shop owner was like superman wouldn't say goddamn i refuse to sell the book now keep in mind this is a guy who sold who who was who was willing to sell crossed written by garth ennis (laughs) but will not sell a book where superman says goddamn even though he doesn't actually say goddamn
0: people are just idiots
2: now, it's been resolved, because, you know, I guess someone called him and said, hey, you're an idiot.
0: But, you
2: know. Oh, that, that was resolved because Paul
1: Ponte took a midnight ride and set his building on fire. Well, like, they were set do it, Paul. Fight
0: yeah.
2: stupidity with arson. <laughs> won't sell Action Comics number one. You won't sell anything.
0: <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> uh,
2: uh,
1: so. Now you're homeless, you fat bastard. How do you like,
0: <laughs> do you like them apples? <laughs> You like apples?
1: I <laughs> <laughs> like road apples on the way out of my arson spree. God. This is why I come back every week, Aaron. It's
2: for the little things. <laughs> so 13 down. Uh, well, Aaron, you said your book of the week was Action Comics. Yes, Wayne, sir. what was your book of the week? Animal Man. Animal Man. Tim? Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. And I was going to say mine's Batgirl. So, you know, off to a, a, a pretty decent start. Now, one thing that we were uh, wanted to chat about with Action Comics, and we mentioned it, you know, the, the time frame, as far as, you know, when a character has multiple books out, how do you prefer that type of situation to be handled? Do you want each book focusing on a different type of story? We've got two Superman books that focus on Superman, and then you have Supergirl and Superboy, and you have four Batman books all focusing on Batman. Um, you know would you prefer all of them tied together into one close-knit story, kind of like how Superman used to do with the triangle numbering, or would you prefer something else entirely um, you know that each book has a different purpose?
3: You know, uh, you know, i'm I'm personally kind of torn on it. I like the having each one have a different feel focus on something different because then I can pick and choose which titles I get. But I have to say some of the best comic book reading for me was the Superman Triangle series where it basically made a weekly Superman book out of all of those you know, titles. The downside is then when you're organizing your comics, you have to go back and figure out, well, part one was in action, part two was in adventures, and you have, it makes
0: it harder to reread those. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I I really enjoyed the '90s run of Superman, in which it was just one big you know continuity, and so you you essentially had fifty two issues of a continuous story throughout the year, because you know even on the the five week months they would put a special issue of something out there. You know, so you always had something Superman during that period. But you know, I the the way I read now, I would much rather each one of those titles stand alone. I would like to be able to read if Detective Comics is a book I stay I I I remain on. I'd like to be able to just read Detective Comics. I have to say the the way stuff crosses over and and links up in a lot of books these days is what keeps me off some titles. You know, the the ongoing. Uh, uh, you know, events within the X Men universe is why I haven't been a regular X Men reader in years. You know, so I would like to be able to just read a Batman book.
1: I uh, I would right com- oh, all right. I completely agree. I love I love the way the bat the Batman universe is. If you want detective work, Batman, you get Detective Comics. If you want superhero Batman, you get Batman. And I didn't read Batman Ink, so f that book. But no. if you if you uh, if you want Damian Wayne, you get Batman and Robin, and you see that kind of side of it. I don't want a book that like I get Spider Man, so I, I I get the appeal of having a book more than once once a month. Um, but if you're going to do that, stop with the pretenses
0: of being a separate book. Right. Yeah. Put it all under the banner of one title. Right. Yeah. Because you know, you know Wayne's absolutely right. I mean, if you're trying to organize your books. It is a pain in the ass going, okay, so this story continues over here. You know, if you're trying to read one consecutive story, it does make it challenging. Yeah, but
3: and if the- you're digging through back issue bins to try to find that story, it's like, well, what issue was it of action that was connected to this adventures issue? Yeah. You've got no clue in the store unless you're opening the bags up and, you know, reading the, uh, the next issue blurb. Yeah, and Nerdy
0: McNerd at the counter doesn't like it when you open up the bags.
2: No. You know. And I, I know this is going to sound a little contradictory because earlier in the program I was complaining about how, you know, they destroyed Avengers Mansion and Avengers Tower multiple times in the Avengers books, and you know why can't they get that shit straight? But I, I, I kind of do prefer the separate the separate chronologies of four different, you know, like Batman. I I like that there's a Batman Detective Comics which focuses on the dark. Dark stuff, you know. I like that. There's going to be Batman, which is the superhero book, and Batman: The Dark Knight, which is like the Batman and, Ma- and Magic book, and Batman and Robin, which is the Batman and Damian Wayne book. And I like that. I like the separate purposes. I like that Action Comics is going to be Superman of the past, and then you're going to have Superman, which is Superman of the present, more superhero type stuff. I like that idea. Um, you know, like like you guys said, I don't necessarily agree with the idea of. You know, jumping from one title to like I don't want to buy all four Batman books because I have to. I want to buy all four Batman books because I want to, and they have good stories in each. Yeah. You know, I don't want to miss a story. You know, I don't want to feel like if I buy four different books, that feels like a crossover to me. And I like that from time to time. You could have a crossover of all four Batman books from time to time, but four different art teams on four and four different writers trying to write the same story, then you're going to get stuff like honestly brand new day of spider-man which you know we didn't care for and it worked sometimes in superman back in the day it didn't work all the time you know i would it, say
3: if you're going to cross over between the titles though i want to see the part one part two all of that right there on the title yes like when x-men did their uh, that storyline with the return of hope yeah second coming that was done very well you knew right on the cover what what part of that story it was, especially if there are multiple books that come out in a week, that's something I think every crossover that goes between books should do.
2: I absolutely agree, I, and I think if you clearly market, you know, during a crossover, th- that because we've had some issues with books that don't do that, and it's very frustrating. So, but no, I mean, I, I really am okay having. Separate. I, I prefer separate storylines to one consecutive storyline, um, un- unless, like Tim said, it's Amazing Spider-Man. You know, if they release Batman Detective Comics twice a month, which I think at one time they did back in the 90s, um, one of the titles went weekly or bi-weekly. It may have been Superman uh, or Action Comics. You know, I'm okay with that. But you know, right now I'm enjoying four different takes on Batman, each with their own distinguished, distinct. Yeah, distinct, excuse me, distinct voice and art.
1: Well, Aaron, I think we got some uh some cleaning up to do in the ma- in the voicemail box that isn't actually a bill collector.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just delete those when they come in.
1: <laughs> yeah, good job.
0: So, our first voicemail this week is from James and uh we'll we'll go right to that right now.
5: Hey guys, it's James. I just wanted to make a few comments about everything up to this point, because everything's better with my comments. So, uh, first off, I think someone asked when Julia Carpenter became Madame Webb uh, a while back. That happened at the end of the Grim Hunt, when the original Madame Webb was killed. Uh, also, Aaron, you're totally wrong. Silver Surfer is at least as powerful as Thor, if not more powerful. Uh, Also, all the people who are hating on Wasp in the Avengers cartoon are wrong. Wasp is awesome. She's the only one in the whole team who actually thinks it's fun and enjoyable to be a superhero. Everybody else is all grim and dark. That's not cool. Um, Also, she keeps it from being a total sausage fest. And finally, I just wanted to say that the uh, last episode of Knights of Rainsboro reminded me a lot of Paul's mom because Big Pink Monster is her nickname for my penis. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later. Keep up the good work.
0: Wow, even the listeners are making fun of Paul's mom. That's Jeez. great. Well, Paul's mom gets around, so, you know,
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's uh, our marketing James campaign. <laughs> uh, Frickin' James. Is this James that I know? Yes, it is. Oh, James. Yeah. I hope you sleep with one eye open. Um, it's James Aaron, Aaron, that your Bob knows, apparently.
1: <laughs> Aaron Head's <laughs> going to kill your character, James. That's
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Aaron, what do, you, what do you think about that? Silver Surfer equals Thor. I, I you
0: remember. know, I, I don't disagree that Silver Surfer is very powerful. I disagree that he is as powerful as Thor. Mm. That's my disagreement. And I know Wayne disagrees with me, but uh, I, I just don't feel that he is as powerful as Thor.
1: I'll get I'll get on board with that sh- that Viking ship with you.
0: Yeah, I'm thank a Thor, you.
1: I'm a, I'm a Thor homer. Yeah.
0: and I mean I, I just I think that it's time. I think it's time we put this to rest. And you know Thor just needs to you know jam Mjolnir up the Silver Silver Surfer's ass. That's put what I think. Put him in the, him in the
1: octagon. Dana that's White right. can make this happen. Let's that's fucking right. <laughs> do this. I want to <laughs> yeah. see Thor put the fucking choke chokehold on the Silver Surfer. His little silver bald ass is tapping out.
0: Fuck yeah, me. yeah. That's that's and what so, we got to do there.
2: Whatevs, James. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what, James. Uh, thank you. You are the only other person I know who read the Grim Hunt storyline. Uh, <laughs> the original M- Madam Web died and moved the uh, responsibilities onto Julia Carpenter. So, or is you know, I almost bought that
1: at
0: I almost bought that at Borders, except I still hate the art on it, so I didn't. So it's it wasn't. It, it wasn't even worth the two dollars and fifty cents you could have gotten it for. Oh, <laughs> oh <and> <laughs> the <laughs>
3: premium hardback. Oh, no, that sold out pretty quickly. It was only the 40% off when it was still there. Ah.
2: ah. Well, we have another voicemail waiting from uh, Sardell. Yes, our good friend Sardell.
5: Hey, guys, this is uh, Nick. I usually uh, post as Sardell on your boards. I was just calling in to say that I was glad to hear that Paul did not uh, die recently. I think it would have been very detrimental to the show had he been washed away into the ocean. But honestly, the real reason I'm glad that he isn't dead is because I really enjoy listening to Wayne and Tim argue over who gets to say their name third. So you guys really need to keep Paul on the show so neither one of them gets their name in the title credits. Anyways, keep up the good work, and uh, I'll keep listening. Well,
2: thank you, Sardell. I, uh, I don't want to uh, leave the show either, and I don't want to be dead. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, um,
2: about that, Paul. Uh, no, I'm really not dead. We Is are, that the yeah. shocker? Oh, it's, oh, it's the that. sixth sense. Paul, oh, <laughs> you've been dead the whole time.
0: Oh. <laughs> Spoiler. Tim, Aaron, and Wayne
2: talk to dead people.
3: <laughs> you know, if people enjoy hearing us argue, they'll, uh, they'll get a kick out of the Batgirl conversation today. Although there really wasn't an argument. It's just I hated the book. Let's turn oh, you it into an wrong. argument. That's
2: really you, know you know what?
3: Yeah. We weren't arguing about whether the book was good or not because – it wasn't a matter of was it good or not. I just hated it.
2: Well, what really
1: happened with the name thing is that there was a, a jello wrestling match and uh it's gonna be posted on the internet for pay per view. But uh, <laughs> needless to say, the spoiler is I'm in the caboose again.
0: It's our <laughs> fee paying member site.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, <laughs> and, you know and on our fee paying member site you get to see, you know, slickery Tim and Wet Wayne wrestle it out. Yeah, and you know, you, you don't also mess with me when it comes to Jello wrestling, man. And you also uh, get to see full frontal of Commissioner Gordon,
1: <laughs> and the return of Chicas Locas. Chicas Locas.
2: <laughs> yeah, <that.
1: laughs> We have so many good ideas. We just need other people's money.
2: <laughs> so uh, thanks, Kickstarter. kickstarter.com Com. Pay Tim's <laughs> cable bills and pay for the rest of our shit. That's right.
1: Yeah, I've already. I'm starting to come up with like benchmarks like $250 we're going to you know, we're going to do a a week by week like blog post on ideology about whatever crap ass show they make me watch. Gilmore this is a girl. great idea. If, if, if I get if I get 50 tweets saying this is a great idea not from the same person, I might <laughs>
0: do <good>. it. <laughs> yeah, cuz I can retweet retweet the shit out of that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating.
0: Well, Sardell and James both win ideologyofmadness.com surprises, and so I'll be in uh, touch with you guys to get those mailed out to you. Thank you for your voicemail. You, too, can win an ideologyofmadness.com surprise by leaving us a voicemail that we use on the show. Is Wait, that like a, sur- a no prize or a baldy? or this is a no prize.
2: <laughs> it's a, is surprise. That like a surprise. Is that like Hawk and Dove number one? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it could very well be.
2: Hey, Sardell! Enjoy Static Shock number one. Woo!
0: (laughs) It's like getting a turd in your mailbox. (laughs) Uh, That's how much
1: we care. From your friend, the funny book. All right, right, Paul, you're the resident. And 52 number ones. I'm getting them all.
2: What's up next week? All right, so next week we've got we've got some Marvel. We've got Amazing Spider-Man coming out. We've got Daredevil number three. We've got the new issue of Journey into Mystery and the new issue of New Avengers. However, from DC Comics, we've got, again, uh, a good number of number ones. So uh, we've got Batman and Robin number one, Batwoman, Deathstroke, Demon Knights, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, Green Lantern, Grifter, Legion Lost, Mr. Terrific, Red Lanterns, Resurrection Man, Suicide Squad, and Superboy. Who's taking the journey
1: into anger with Red Lanterns with me?
3: I am. Yes. I, that is the only Green Lantern book I am not
0: getting.
2: That's your, you're too calm, Wayne.
0: <laughs> well, he's kind of a Purple
2: Lantern. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, what you buying next week? Are you buying Batman and Robin? Batman,
1: and Robin, Red Lanterns for for sure. Are you I don't know about Batman? Green Lantern. I'm I'm a little iffy on that one.
3: But Green Lantern is uh, Sinestro.
1: Yeah, I You've know. Got to in- that. It's interesting, but you know. A lot of money I gotta spend. I don't
3: know.
0: Oh, come Let's on, see. Tim.
1: Maybe I'll turn it to Sell Justice League One. <laughs> Justice League One. I don't need this. this is crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: I'll sure it. I'll get Superboy, even though it looks horrible. I I may get Resurrection Man. I'm thinking about that. I'm definitely getting uh, Batman and Robin, Green Lantern. Uh, thinking about Legion Lost, but probably not. And Paul will get them, get them
1: all. Is everybody else getting Green Lantern?
2: Uh, I am. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you don't want Legion, if you don't want to buy Legion Lost Wayne, I'll uh, I'll send you mine because I'm guaranteed to hate it. <laughs>
3: that works for me. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, is, uh, what is that? Suicide Squad's not coming out with the Harley Quinn, hottie?
2: Yes, it, it is Harley you, Quinn's boobs. You know I what buying I can't wait book. for?
0: What I can't wait for is when Paul's comic shop awards that two hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate. And Paul else. doesn't win it and <laughs> to listen to Paul weep his big salty tears.
1: No, hey, he's, he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna fight injustice with arson. We've already figured this out
2: here. <laughs> Money back guarantee. That's all I gotta say. If I don't win, they're gonna get about thirty-seven <laughs> returned to DC. But
0: you see, they're <laughs> not gonna they're not gonna award it to you until after the exp- the uh the guarantee period exp- expires.
2: <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> but I I am Oh, well, I'm Paul.
0: sorry, Paul. <laughs> Yesterday was the last day for that. Oh, son
2: of a bitch. So what are you, <laughs> what are you picking up, Aaron?
0: Uh, definitely Superboy. Uh, definitely Green Lantern. And um, what else?
2: Batman and Robin? Batwoman?
0: Uh, definitely Batwoman. I've been I've been waiting on this new Batwoman title for a good long while. So,
2: so no one's uh, picking up Suicide Squad starring Harley Quinn. Spoon.
3: I don't like the new costume.
2: Oh, I love, I love the new costume.
3: I've
0: never been a Suicide Squad fan.
2: I don't care. I've been a fan of Harley Quinn's boobs. So. Now I,
0: I don't get me wrong. Always liked Harley Quinn's boobs. I mean, never had a complaint there. <laughs> but you know, generally, I can get that on the internet.
1: That, that's fair. I
2: don't know, Paul. I might take that one with you. We might do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious about it. Plus, it stars King Shark, Aaron, Ooh, Harley what? Quinn, Deadshot, and King Shark. Damn it, King Shark's in it. Dang. And a monkey, a monkey. It stars a rocket <laughs> monkey <laughs> raccoon. You are you're lying! God, you're a liar. <laughs> it stars mystery <laughs> monkey. You've lost all rocket rocket credibility with me, Paula Ponte. Second <laughs> oh, <detective laughs> chip. That's what its name is. <laughs> mystery <laughs> monkey. <laughs> rocket raccoon monkey. <laughs> it's some kind well,
0: of mashup.
3: No one is jumping with excitement for Mister Terrific. I, I predict that'll be another one of the titles that doesn't last very long.
0: I have yeah. to say that uh, Mr. Terrific. Every time I hear the name of the title of that book, um, I keep thinking of it in a sarcastic tone. Mr. Terrific.
1: <laughs> no, you know what it is. It's like Transformers had Mr. Fantastic and the GoBots had Mr. Terrific. That's that's where <laughs> my brain goes when I hear that.
3: You know, and he's. It's not even that he's not an interesting character. I really like his character as a supporting character in Justice Society. He just doesn't need his own book.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know about that book, but there are definitely some books you guys haven't mentioned that I'm interested in. I'm curious about Demon Knights, you know, the medieval yeah, superhero book. I'm not. <laughs> <We're> curious. <laughs> I don't
0: like it. Etrigan.
2: I mean, I,
0: I, I. Very few people can write Etrigan worth a damn.
2: This is true, and I think this is Paul Cornell, so it'll probably suck.
0: And see, I generally like Paul Cornell, but I'm just.
2: I just, you have liked one thing that Paul Cornell has written, ever, ever, ever. That's not true. Paul he hates, hates Night and Squire number one. That's about it.
0: I liked all of the Night and Squire run. Okay. Thank you be. very much. And if you and I need to get in that jello
2: pool, Paul, we'll we get can more Slickery uh, Tim and Wet Wayne. Oh, <laughs> loser oh. gets bottom billing. Oh
4: yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we'll move
1: up the charts a different way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, Titans Family Reunion comes out next week. What? what? Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking that was the – the. Uh... When did, hey, wasn't that supposed to come out in August? The Titan Teen Titans? Came? I thought it did come out. Did it come out? Did it not come out? I don't recall seeing it. The, I'm talking about the the graphic novel with Marv Wolfman and George Perez, the, the, yeah, last the teen Titans story. I, I don't know. I, I don't thought think it came out. out. I'm going to go and look at the August books.
2: No, it did not come out.
0: Yeah, I, you know, th- th- another bait and switch from uh, from our good friends at DC. It was supposed to come out in August, though, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. Well, you know, it was supposed to come out ten years ago too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't fear the Wolf Man. Booyah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Red Lanterns. Um, I can't think of anything else. I'm getting next week.
2: I'm, I'm. I don't know about Resurrection Man, and I'm pretty guaranteed, like I said, to hate Legion Lost, but. I'm curious what they're going to do with Superboy. I'm, I don't know. I'm, you know, what one thing I want to say about these number ones is that I am freaking psyched to go to the comic shop now, every week to see these new number ones. I don't know, Aaron.
1: If if you like Young Loki and Batman and Robin, I'm just saying.
3: Um, you DC's know, DC's Young Loki, <laughs> and uh, next week DC isn't the only one with the number one ultimate comic spider-man number one comes out next week too
0: very exciting ultimate,
1: so i ultimate black gay ass spider-man is that on the
3: cover
0: <laughs>
3: that's what everybody says he is
0: i yeah. have all about
3: the number ones next week
0: now i am picking up superboy number one next week and i expect to hate it same here <laughs> uh i'm gonna give it a chance because i've always I, I i've really enjoyed the the recent iteration of that character but looking at the solicits for this book, I think I'm going to hate this.
3: Yep, we'll I'll be doing out. that. And when Supergirl comes out, I'll be picking it up and expecting to hate it, too.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, if you were on the fence this week about Animal Man or OMAC, I highly recommend picking those up.
0: I was on the fence about neither. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm off uh, I'm off the fence.
0: I see that Teen Titans Games, the uh, Marvel Wolf and George Perez book, is supposed to be out on September 21st.
2: Yeah, of 2013.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Something like
2: that. Yeah, it'll be out when the next issue of All-Star Batman and Robin, the Boy Wonder comes out.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. All right, folks. Well, we will talk to you next week. Looking forward to chatting about those new number one issues and maybe more than one Marvel book. Doubtful. Hey, yeah, and if you've
1: got an, if you've got an opinion on an issue one, we have a voicemail. Yeah, yeah leave
2: us a voicemail. You will make the show Maybe. Maybe. If you say something interesting and uh you make fun of Wayne's wife and not my mom.
1: Or say, or Paul's mom.
3: <laughs> yeah, if you make fun of Paul's mom, you're guaranteed to be on.
0: <laughs>
3: just just throw that in. Say whatever you want. Just throw in a
0: Paul's mom comment. Yeah. Yeah, that, that pretty much guarantees you a an, ideolo- an ideologyofmadness.com surprise.
2: That's, so, uh, that's surprise. really how
1: Jonathan Landers started on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, hey, if
2: you want to win Legion Lost Number 1 – oh, no, wait. I gave that to uh, Wayne already. If you want to win Mr. Terrific Number 1,
1: leave us a voicemail. <laughs> win is a relative term. <laughs> no refunds. Yeah, exactly. All
0: right, Wonderful guys. Surprise. Well, hugs, kisses, love you bunches.